Katie. This is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Guten Morgen. It's... Okay, what if they on their way to work and listen to Classically Black? I mean... Chaotic way to start your day, but right. I support it. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a choice. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I was about to say Happy New Year. I forgot this is our second episode back. Last yep. week was, hey, I was about what to say we're not week? responsible for that, but we actually directly and solely are. So, <laughs> what happened last week? It was just a little. It was it was giving little baby deer learning how to walk again. Oh girl, I couldn't even turn my thing on because I don't know what we was talking about. It was our first. We had a break and we were back. Initially. Are we back though? Because today I was sitting here, I was like, "Oh yeah, I need a mic." It was still. You thought you up. was gonna call it out into the ether? <laughs> like I was, I set up the little interface, I set up the thing, and I'm sitting here waiting for you. And I was like, "Oh yeah, I need a mic." It's not like it's episode two sixty two or anything like that, crazy, right? But you know, we're here. We're gonna have a good time, and yeah. Period. Um, okay, well then let's just get into the news this week. Um we talked about a while ago, um, the young man, uh, Ralph Yarrow, who um mistakenly went to the wrong house and um was shot in the head and in the arm, which I didn't know, or maybe I knew at the time. Um by the person who lived there. He was picking up his siblings from a friend's house and he got the street uh name wrong and accidentally went uh to someone else's house and they decided to try to kill him um this came into our uh realm of you know what we talk about on the show because uh this young man um is a clarinet player um and so a lot of the classical music media kind of picked up uh the story Uh, because it was at the intersection of classical music and also national news um well we have an update on him uh he was recently named to the 2024 missouri all-state band as second chair for bass clarinet period this is less than a year after um uh this shooting that happened um so shout out to him for you know a, a really speedy recovery um yeah and just still you know being on top doing the thing apparently this is not the first time he's earned uh this honor from the Can- the north kansas city schools um he is also an honor student um and he's been named uh to missouri all-state band in previous years as the top bass clarinet um, player or one of the top bass clarinet players in the entire state um they also in the midst of his recovery some members of the jazz band at his high school they held a benefit concert for him um a little bit about like that incident as well he suffered a traumatic brain injury um and, but he was released from the hospital after a few days he was again shot in the head and in the arm Um, But he even managed to to do an engineering internship over the summer. So that was even less time than this because we already it already hasn't been a year. 
over the summer he was doing an engineering internship um and he returned to school for his senior year um of high school this year on time so he'll be graduating this wow. year you know so we look forward to seeing you know what he does um the perpetrator in this um is being charged so we'll also keep up with that yeah charged with what death like he's pleading not guilty um not guilty well you know what i know like they be doing that yeah they be doing that he um he's trying to say that he um he's arguing self-defense yeah um saying that he feared for his life from a teenager and and he thought he was about to get robbed and by one lowly teenager in the middle of the afternoon and he um so his trial is is scheduled for later this year in october um i mean he 85 is he even yeah make him wrap it up in there in the clink but he's scheduled to appear in court again on april 9th so we'll see about that I mean, he's the same one, and his grandson got on the news talking about, yeah, my grandpa mad racist, so. Yeah. And also, I'm like, I wish you the absolute grandson? worst. That's crazy. May you spend every every waking moment of eternity suffering. That part. May you never know peace. Because, like, that's just, like, terrifying to me. Like, yeah, I can't even get into it. Anyway, I wish that young man the, the best, and I wish that other man the worst, so. Um, in other news, another reminder if you will be at Sphinx Connect in Detroit, so will we. We're gonna be having a table there um, at the expo hall. Come see us. We're gonna have games, we're gonna have prizes, we're gonna have classically black merch that you cannot get on our website. It is exclusive, period. And it's just gonna be fun, and we're just gonna be chilling. And come talk to us. I think it's gonna be cute. We're gonna have a good little key. I was gonna say something crazy, but we're gonna have a key, good little key and we're gonna be out there. So if you're gonna be there, come say hi. We don't bite. And you know we on a series, so don't be intimidated. Yeah, very so we have some fun things planned for the table. So Yeah, you don't come on down, come on down. Period. Oh, that's it? Mm-hmm. There ain't nothing going on. Okay, I mean, it's the top of the year. Yeah. The girls haven't really started acting up yet. I mean, did you watch Cat Williams' interview? I just saw what was on Twitter. I am making my way through it. I fell asleep on it, but that's because it was late. But um, I'll be watching the whole thing. Because when I was listening to the read last week, they were talking about it. And I've seen enough clips to get the gist of it. And I've seen all the big moments. Like when he talked about... um. Tyler Perry can't play a man to save his life. Like I seen him talk about Meg Thee Stallion. I saw when he talked about very good points, and I'm happy that that interview because I forgot about Cat Williams because I thought he was off his rocker when he was fighting that kid. He was fighting kid. Remember he was fighting that kid. I vaguely remember something about that years ago. He was like fighting a kid in the park. Why are you fighting a child? I remember that. I was like, oh, I vaguely remember that. Um, I I just watched the Cat Williams special like maybe two weeks ago. Did you? Mm-hmm. I like Cat Williams. Yeah, I really enjoy him. It made me be like, okay, I need to go back and watch his comedy stuff mm-hmm. because, I, first of all, I thought the interview was a master class in comedy because while you, you people were 
being like, of course he read 3,000 books a day. Do you read? No, do you read? Do you read? It's about exaggeration. You have to punch up jokes or they're not jokes. It's exaggeration. And that's what the funny part is. You don't know what is truth and what is not. Like every comedy, com- every comedian has to punch up the joke or it's not funny. Like literally when Kevin Hart was coming up, one of his most funny jokes was about his daughter talking back to him. That probably didn't happen. She mm-hmm. probably do be talking back, but it probably did not happen that way. Anyway. So speaking of the internet for the intermission, there's so much foolishness happening on the internet that it's hard to know what side of TikTok you're on. It's hard to know what side of the internet you're on. So I don't know if you saw, I saw this. So there is a trend of women who get, namely women who get on the internet and they're like, in so little words, my man sucks. Um, how do y'all deal with this? And the comments overwhelmingly are always like, we don't, you should break up with him. And then she makes a follow-up video being like, I'm not leaving my man. Y'all ain't got no man. Y'all jealous and bitter. And it happens like clockwork every single time. You saw the girl who was like her man promised to give her son like a new computer for Christmas. And then her son like he he decided to like renege on it. He didn't want to do it anymore. And he was going to give his actual son the computer instead and all this other stuff. And she's like, she's crying, talking about now my son does not have a Christmas gift. I don't know what to do. And everyone was like, you should leave him. Because why would he put in your baby face like that? And also you should probably buy your son a gift as well. Um, And then she was like, y'all jealous and bitter. I might leave my man. Ha ha. And I was just like, no, ha ha. <laughs> like y'all are weird. Simone Biles still got her comments restricted on Instagram because that was crazy <laughs> but this is the best one to me i mean the simone biles one was <sighs> simone biles reminds me of some of the classical music girlies who don't get out enough i will not be elaborating um and then the best one was this girl she got on the thing she's like i don't know how to deal with my stingy man i work three jobs or whatever and so by time <laughs> That shit already got me gagging. What do you mean three jobs? What do you mean three? I mean, what do you mean by three? Like the number after two before four? Or do you mean like in the modern English, three means one? What do you mean by that? Um, I work three jobs. And by the time I'm done paying for all of the household items and stuff for the house, um... I have nothing left. So I ask my man every once in a while, like, yo, let me have like $40 or whatever to this and that. And he makes a big deal out of it. What should I do? You're not going to like my answer at all. And I won't be saying it. That shit will drive me to the edge. I feel like for me, I'm not gonna get too personal, but I feel like for me, one thing that my friends accuse me of is being strict. You, those, first of all, that's a direct quote from you. And then I walked it back because, yeah, I know you walked it back. I'm just saying, I get that cr- critique from literally all of my friends who know my personal business, and it's that I'm strict. So I feel like already if a man's getting on your nerves, you should just nix it. Like, I feel like 
But also, like, one thing I talk about constantly is I could not bear the fact, and this is not a call out, like, if you felt called out, girl, I don't know, do what you got to do, but I could not bear the fact, because she was, her answer was like, I'm not leaving my man, y'all are crazy, I was just asking, like, how do you deal with a stingy man? You don't. Stingy? Especially, like, over $40, $40 is crazy. 40 funky dollars? <laughs> Lunch money? Are you crazy? So... I just could she was like I'm not leaving my man y'all are jealous and bitter I'm like we're not first of all you have a roommate that you have sex with we're not jealous second no you're bitter because you can't ask your man for $40 without him making a big deal making a big deal out of okay first of all and third I could never I could not bear to have the world be like I got a man I got a man and knowing I'm laying down next to a loser that was that and I feel like I've said this to you before I would never post my man on Instagram and be like, oh my God, my man. And whole time know that he's a loser. That's insanity to me. So the whole internet knows that your man sucks and he's a loser and he's broke. And you like, oh, I got a man. Hello? <laughs> okay. I want better for y'all because I haven't seen this. I haven't seen these. I haven't seen you seen this lady. You have it? No. Oh, you heard about you heard about it because you like my tweet, so I'm like, oh, she must have saw this. But the tweet you made. Some? I was like having having a man and having three jobs is an oxymoron. I like, mean, just, I just thought it was, but you just thought because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I didn't know what came from something because it is. Um, first of all, same people are jealous of you. There is. If you have three jobs and nothing left after you pay your bills, it should be a physical impossibility for anyone to be jealous of you. You have nothing. There is nothing about your life that I want. You are a victim. <laughs> like, no, in all seriousness. Like, in all seriousness, three, three God-given jobs and you can pay your bills Not and my nothing God. else. Three Satan given jobs. Right. <laughs> like. <laughs> and you have nothing left after you pay your bills. I I couldn't even. No, actually, I was about to say, I, you, well, the only thing I could be jealous of you of is your strength. Because I couldn't handle it. <laughs> Y'all would have me on a t-shirt. No. I'm so sorry. <laughs> First of all, even the way I'm set up, I'm not getting three jobs. I mean, I guess technically I have three jobs now, but it's not the same. I feel like gigging, it's just not. I could say no. Like, I, could, I could I not go. You can't. And there's nothing. And that's not like, oh, ha ha. No, please don't take that away from me. It's that you, you're a victim and you're saying like, oh, we're jealous of you. Sweet pea. We're praying for you. Like deeply. And then you have a man on top of that who 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 can look at you going to work and be like you know what? i know i'm not coming up with 40 dollars for you and then you still going home you still you still um doing the dishes you still doing the laundry you still <laughs> you are an indentured servant and then you had you what made it worse i mean it's all getting worser but 
<laughs> but also you were like the $40 is not for me to get my nails done or for me to like buy some hair so I could do my hair or whatever which it shouldn't matter what it's for it's for like paper towels and Windex like it goes back to the house and that meant you no we're not jealous of what that man can do for you because you can buy things that that man can do so now what you are a victim and they had the nerve to be like and then and then try to keep explaining like oh no because most of the things i know about this story beyond what she posted on her original video was follow-up videos each one's making it worse than it already was that's why i found out about she's buying it for household things that's when i found out that like she's not leaving her man then she made a video talking about like oh how do i get my money up it's a lot going on just to say you have a man i'm like so what does he do i'm just, like they have sex and he pays half the rent oh okay well i mean uh. I, I when he can because they were oh there's a follow-up video <laughs> <laughs> there was a follow-up video. <laughs> you are sending me there's a follow-up video where she was like you know sometimes like he doesn't give it to her like on time sometimes <laughs> we're jealous of you I can't even say what I'm thinking right now. I can't even say. I can't even put what I'm thinking right now on the internet. Like, <laughs> not everyone. I know. Okay, I have this couple of things. I was about to say something that I'm gonna walk back because I'm not gonna say that. I will say that not everyone can come with us. Like, okay, girl, you got a man. Like, because I want better first. Like, I just can't believe there. There are some people, man, that it don't matter what the man is like. It don't matter what how they treat you. It don't matter nothing. It's just having one. Yeah, just having one. I just and I can't imagine. I can't even fathom that because girl, get a dildo. At least that that thing don't turn the lights on. It don't run your water up, your water bill up. That's what I said. You literally everything that man is doing for you, you could buy at this <laughs> present moment in time. Everything that that man is doing for you, you could buy. Better, in fact, they got all type of stuff you could go look into, <laughs> like hands free, all type of stuff. You don't like. But I guess after them three jobs that you ain't even got nothing left left over. I can't believe it. Imagine a broke man being inside of me. That, that, I feel like that throws off your pH. That's what I was going to say. That's another <laughs> thing I was going to say. There's just certain stuff that's just not even attractive no more. Like, I, I can't imagine go to that. Work. I get up and go to work. I'm working three jobs. I have no money left. I'm washing the dishes. I'm cleaning the house, all that type of stuff. And then you want to climb on top of me? Get the <laughs> fuck off of me. <laughs> not I even off of me. Away from me. Oh, out of my house. That's cr- <laughs> and it, I. Oh, my God. You got it, girl. You know what? You There's somebody for everybody. That's what they said and indeed and we we the stupid ones we the ones whatever and everyone's like girl you should leave she's like i'm not leaving my man so what else how do you handle a stingy man i don't hand i don't handle stingy people there's not one person in my life who's stingy some are, some are more generous than others but there's not one person in my life who's stingy i don't even handle stingy people much more a man so okay girl anyway so i brought this up 
we're gonna swing it back around the class community best we can um i'm surprised we did not hear about this that's crazy she's down real bad and you got a kid together i'm not gonna say it just keeps getting worse it just keeps getting worse i just can't the more i hear about people's relationships more i'm just like i might be good like the dating pool got flesh eating worms in it at this point it's not even piss no more yeah it's been it's been more than piss in there it's all types of bodily fluids it's flesh eating worms there's knives at the bottom like it's what's what's that one that that one fish Oh, the piranha. Uh, piranha? They're, they're in, the, the piranha's in there too, but I'm also talking about the one with the light on the head and the teeth go like the angler oh, fish. Angler fish. Yeah, those in there too. Yeah, waited for you. Oh my gosh, now I feel like this one in here. Okay, Delaney. Why would it be just out of water and your you know that mug flopping around on the ground would be terrifying. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that why we gotta move on. I feel real. I really, I really, I really pray for. I pray for liberation. I mean, I pray for liberation for all of my girls and whatever relationship you have that's not serving you. But also, like, keep it off the internet. Like, if you know, if you know that you're not gonna leave this man, why? You can get a journal. It'd be different if it was a cry for help. Like, yeah, might, get a journal. We might could do something for you. And we all think it is, but it's like get a journal use your um what's it called your voice your voice notes and vent to your phone and leave us out of it because everyone's gonna tell you that's why the read like they got so popular with break up with him every every week these girls write in this one girl this week was talking about how her girlfriend they always start with like oh my girlfriend's the best girl i've ever met in my entire life i love her we're perfect together da, da, da. but she has communication issues and she keeps going out of town without telling me what should I do? And they were like, you should break up with her because that's freaking weird. And then she was like, Oh my, like her girlfriend, like said that she wasn't going home for the holidays. And then she like on Christmas Eve, she was like, Oh babe, I'm going to the gym. She went to the gym and then she texted her and was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like I'm actually going to North Carolina to be with my family on Christmas. You're so Kiffy and Christmas sitting around like you should break up with her like it's so it'd be so clear i know it's like easier when you're on the inside i mean outside looking in but like if you like i feel like it comes you just don't like yourself because i feel like you could never allow somebody to treat you that way and be like yeah i'm gonna stay my man's watching me get up every day to go while he pulls his sheet he draws his sheet he watched me get up and go to three jobs (laughs) what do you mean but I like myself. I would never let myself get treated that way. And again, at that point, it gets sad. Like, I've talked to people who who be like, well, I don't feel bad because you're in that situation. But it's just like, no, because that's a level yeah. that I've just never known. You know, like, and I just, I, I'm i not immune to it. Like, I, I hope, yeah. I pray to God I never get to that point. Yeah. Because I imagine it's very difficult to pull yourself out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, that is just sad, bro. Like. Dang. And saying we jealous is insanity. You said what? I said saying we jealous is insanity. Who you you trying to convince? Because I don't got a man. There's a lot of disrespectful things I can say. I will not because this is the internet. Because. (laughs) What I was going to say. 
so we might as well yeah let's go ahead and wrap it back around so we're gonna wrap it back around because i'll tell you after because i can think of a lot of reasons why we could even start with the three jobs part and why so anyway um i wanted to know um what's the situation that you stayed in having to do with classical music um that you should have left let me let me give you the exact word but i just screenshot it this time um <clears throat> it's they're my words um but i want to talk about um a situation or relationship you stayed in in classical music that you knew better than to stay in Um, this was difficult because I feel like for the most part, I had very good experiences Mm -hmm. in classical music. Like I never had a bad teacher. I never, and I feel like even some of my bad experiences, I really couldn't leave them. Like the first thing, one of the first things that came to mind was that chamber group I had. Actually both, I had two chamber groups that were just hellacious to be in, but I was one. Oh, you can't say. Yeah, because you remember that first one. Yeah. Where, like, mm. the people was just flaky. It was just, like, whatever. But, like, it, it was a class. In both situations, it was a class. What was I supposed yeah. to do? Yeah. You know? Then I thought about, in general, just, like, like, playing, I guess, that the, I definitely spent a lot of time in denial about not wanting to do it anymore but that was also because like i think it kind of connects to that whole like falling in love with potential type of thing like mm-hmm. oh if i could be happy doing this if it was just a little bit different but like sometimes it's not going to be different same thing with that dude i bet you he has little things here and there that she's like oh if he just did that all the time but he's not going to yeah is the point mm-hmm. and like so i think maybe that is something that translates to like I was in this situation. I was trying to make it work when it wasn't working. I don't think it's exactly that way because what was I supposed to do? Drop out of school. I was never right. going to do that, you know? <laughs> and, um, and also like, you just figure things out on your own time. That's true for mm-hmm. her too. Hopefully she figures it out mm-hmm. at some point. Like, because it takes, it can take a long time to leave somebody who you ought to leave. Like depending yeah, on, you know, yeah. you just gotta, you just gotta see it for yourself one day it will click or it won't but hopefully one day it will click because even people who are in terrible relationships a lot of, there's a lot of reasons why you can't leave a relationship at, you know but in her situation it don't seem like it's something that like she can't leave them hopefully but one day it'll click um so yeah i feel like those are the the closest situations i have to like this situation is not working but i stayed in it for longer than for I stayed in it regardless of me knowing it wasn't working mm-hmm. yeah I think the one I want to say um which I'm I'm it's still too fresh for me to I'll talk about it one day because what you gonna do 10 years from now but anyway I was in school so I had no choice like um but yeah I could absolutely let me stop stop while I'm ahead um <clears throat> but um I can think of a couple of like without going into too much detail a couple of like people that I've moved away from just because I could for whatever reason I'm just kidding <laughs> let's start with you 
we have some of these people in common so lead the, lead the way well, you Since, brought it up it was i already do i already went so yeah, yeah but well. you you know the, the youth shall lead so well, we're, we're waiting so many people are waiting so well, it was your turn so yeah but i'm saying i'm using my turn to say that i want right. you to go okay and so then i'm using my turn to revert back <laughs> <You're turn>. so <laughs> annoying <laughs> um but I think also like it comes to students. I remember I had a student who was like super flaky and I, I, I it's hard. I feel like it's hard with students because it's like she was giving me a hard time in that like she wasn't prepared and she would like reschedule. And I think the way I have my, um, the way I have my, my contract set up, like you, you pay me in advance anyway, but it's still like annoying to like have you not show up or like have you not work hard and I remember, like, Nikki one time, she was like, girl, why don't you just drop her? And I'm like, girl, because that's my phone bill. And I think that's, like, <laughs> the hard, like, she's my phone bill. You know what I'm saying? Like, she, she my guy, she my Trader Joe's bill. Like, I, there's stuff that's connected to it. But eventually I was, she, the last straw was, I was like, hey, girl, we need to schedule a makeup lesson. I was back from split. I was like, we need to schedule a makeup lesson. She was like, oh, girl, I just got my my nails done. And I just didn't, I just looked on red. I'm like, I'm not making up the lesson that you paid me for. Do not ever like that was crazy what are you talking about and it wasn't like well let me let me reset that again i realized it was like let's say her lesson was on a tuesday she was like oh i can't do tuesday i'm getting my nails done what and these and like coming in with like all these lofty like goals and stuff like that um and then also there was a job that i left last year but i can't talk about that yet but wow i feel like you know I, I dislike the job so much that I was supposed to go for a certain amount of time. Like I had an allotment in my calendar and in my contract rather. And I only went a couple hours a week because that's all I could stomach. I'll tell you later. Yeah, so stuff like that. But I definitely stayed longer than I should have because I should have, I didn't want to quit and leave them in the lurch, which I'm older now. I don't care about leaving you in the lurch. Have one in the lurch, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag lurch, girl. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah. Period. Alrighty. On to our topic. So, a couple months ago? Girl. Oh, Idiot. probably. Yeah, November. Okay. Oh, right, 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 because it coincided with our... Right, with our, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in November, Katie and I co-authored an article for I Care If You Listen called To Podcast or Not To Podcast, Reflections from the Host of Classically Black. Came out two days after our five-year anniversary. I was like, okay, timing, you know? Right. Because I feel like everybody talks about, you know, oh, everybody got a podcast, X, Y, Z, like, but you don't always get the chance to hear from like I mean you you do a lot of people talk about it but from people that have had a podcast for five years at this point a substantial amount of episodes and we were we release on a weekly basis and we're also in this niche of classical music you know writing for a classical music publication so we were specifically talking about to podcast or not to podcast in this realm of classical music so we're going to do an episode version of 
this article it'll also be linked in the description if you want to read it but um talking about some of the points that we made expounding on them because you know the co-author article you know we have our, our restrictions our word limits and our all that type of stuff so we're gonna talk about some of our some of our points should you start a podcast why or why not so i feel like one of the um I just want to like clarify that I think, and I I mentioned this in an article. I think that like, if you want to start a podcast, you should start a podcast. Like it was <laughs> just in general, like zoomed out in general, reading rainbow type of response. I think you should, because you know, what's hilarious. This got cut out, but I'm going to say it anyway, um, that you have a unique voice and you have a unique point of departure. So I just think that if you want to, start one you should I feel like that's a good leaping off point Delaney clearly doesn't agree because how she's looking at me so you can respond to that but I think that's a nice thing to say and I think I agree with it like yeah I think if you want to you should I mean yeah (laughs) (laughs) no I do think so I'm not I do think like you know every everybody has the potential to do it their way you know I do think we're going to get into some of the logistical reasons why maybe put the mic down, girl. But um, <clears throat> like that that me that video of Michael Jackson where he's lowering down. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, no, I do think, I mean, yeah, if you really want to start when you really got something to say, like, because I, I don't, what I don't want is for people who they want to start one and they think like, oh, nobody cares what I think or but like I don't want it to. That's seem what like I want to. Yeah, that's what I want to get yeah. around. Like people care with, because like who are we? Like you know, we just run our mouths. Girl, like I was nineteen on that first episode of classically black. Like like before. namely not about classical music, mind you. So, <laughs> like, yeah, I don't want it to seem like that. I do think if you, if you find a way to do it that works for you and that works logically like i mean because some people be like oh i'm just gonna put out an episode whenever like that doesn't make any sense if mm-hmm. you want to do that and that's fun for you and it's literally just something that's yeah, fun just fun like you know? then yeah i mean yeah do what you want not everything needs to be a like uh how we do it where i mean we was considering oh let's put this off but we always gonna put the episode out on monday even if we reschedule something we're gonna reschedule it and put the episode out on time but mm-hmm. we run classically black more like a business than if some, some people might not want to run their podcast that way it just depends yeah. mm-hmm. so i mean yes fundamentally don't let don't let imposter syndrome or fear that you don't have anything to say unless you are like i don't know a biggie or something like that yeah, then, yeah maybe shut up but it, like don't <laughs> let feeling like your voice doesn't matter right stop you from from starting a podcast is is what i guess but like take that with a grain of salt okay so we're gonna go through a couple of our big points um from the article but in more detail in in our own you know voices and and actually this connects to one of the points that we're gonna make because there's a difference between reading this article and hearing us talk about it right right now you know especially because like amanda love a little slashing (laughs) <laughs> rearrange when she when you get an article back from Amanda, it looked like Jesus was talking. 
Okay. <laughs> right. Looking like the New Testament. Right. <laughs> we talk about the editing process, especially like combining. Katie and I work together a lot, obviously, but like we don't necessarily be writing, especially a long form article um, a lot. So. And we write differently. So I was actually really worried about it because I was like, how does it work? She said, Delaney, do, do, do. No, I'm just kidding. You said what? <laughs> I said, not you. You worried about me. Oh, Delaney, be. No, because I feel no, like you're, kidding. I mean, you're a stronger writer than me. So. I don't think so. I was like, here we freaking go. But Amanda, I think in like, the essay medium, you're definitely stronger writer than I am because I don't be coming up. I don't my essays are hard for me. E- essays like this, like opinion essays and stuff like that, like not like research papers, but like so I don't be you be rattling off essay ideas. I'd be like, girl, start one or don't. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do like I do write, like writing essays and I like writing comedy stuff. So like the serious stuff, I was like. I don't know how this finna go, but I think what was nice about having an editor is that we kind of wrote separately, and then we were able to like lean into our strengths in our own individual writing. Um, and Amanda kind of like was the glue that kept us together and made it flow. So I was actually really appreciative for that. I wonder how it would have gone if we had to edit it ourselves, and if we had to. And I think like when we do like applications for stuff, Delaney, we, we do. We we do a lot of stuff behind the scenes, yo. We 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 write shows, we do stuff like that. We write pitches, we write stuff like that. And I feel like because our point of departure was classically black, like I I don't ever feel like I'm butting heads with you. Like on, like on our last show that we wrote, that was outside of classical music. I mm-hmm. didn't feel like oh this is not working. Um, so that did help. It wasn't like the first thing we ever wrote together. Mm-hmm. So well. We're going to go into, yeah, some of our big points. Like, so one of the first things we talked about was, like, the premise and the purpose of starting a podcast. Like, some people, they start a podcast just because, like, girl, I like to talk, and I think I'm interesting and funny and all that type of stuff. And I feel like you could do that if you already have a following. Katie and I did not have any following or anything on the internet before we started classically black and that's one of the things like if you were say you were like a successful musician you have a fan base and all that type of stuff like there might be some people who will tune in just to hear you but like if not then like you kind of need a like to give people a reason to Mm -hmm. and I feel like one of the things we talked about because when we were we were when we were in the process of um developing just the premise for this article it was sort of like they wanted us to talk about how can podcasting be used potentially as a medium to promote your works if you're like a composer or a musician or something like that like and that was an interesting thing to think about because one of the questions was is podcasting the best thing to 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 use for that because that's not how we use it that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. that it's not but like that's just not something I really thought about because you could either do that you could make it as a a supplemental medium for your work adding more context or like kind of like how Beyonce did with like a visual album like you have something that goes hand in hand with your work you could use it in that way to promote yourself or you could come up with a premise that's like a theme or like a world or an umbrella that 
your show lives under. That's what classically black is. We have classical music, black popular culture. Those are like broad strokes. And mm-hmm. as long as we can connect it somehow, some way. <laughs> and it's going to feel somehow, <laughs> some way, depending on the week. <laughs> <laughs> then that's the episode topic. Because y- y'all may have felt like, oh, they stretching it. And we were. But th- believe it or not, we do nick some ideas. <laughs> believe it or not, some stuff just don't work. Like, but I mean, also, was, like, I feel like we're very similar, but we're also very different. So, like, so a lot the, every once in a while, it's like, yeah, I don't see how that's gonna work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like having that. I think I I think I wrote a portion of the article that was like having that as an anchor is gonna help you because especially depending on how often you want to release episodes. This is episode two hundred and sixty-two, and we haven't run out of an idea yet. Jesus, but having that like foundation has helped because if you just have a podcast that's just like you just pie in the sky or whatever when you're kind of in a rut like what is going to help pull you out of that mm-hmm. having a kind of a north star type of thing and it also helps with sustainability because like even if say you use it to promote your own stuff now you got writer's block or whatever or you're or something like COVID, you're not performing, or like something like that. Now, what identity has your show taken on? Mm-hmm. You know. But okay, say you got your permits or whatever, and you ready to start your podcast. We're gonna get into some of the more like nitty gritty of starting a podcast and some of the potential drawbacks. But also just, I would just call them more realities than drawbacks. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's no real, like, con to it. You think so? Yeah. I don't think so. I mean, I think the only con that may be with podcasts is the fact of the connotation that podcasting developed the, over the pandemic. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Because, like, it is that sort of, like, I mean, I, I was kind of a guilty of it at the top of this episode like you know when you when you announce you're gonna have a podcast or something they're like oh everybody got a podcast or if you're going another podcast or whatever mm-hmm. but it is all how you handle it because so talking about like the sustainability of it I'm really big on that aspect and I feel like we both are because we've been so consistent with classically black but like one of the the things that I think about whenever we take on something new, it's like on our very worst day, are we going to want to record this show? And that's really what you have to think about because now to be fair, I don't mean your very, very worst day. Like, Oh, your mama just, you know, left you in uh, like something crazy happened. You're like, well, Delaney and Katie said, I got to record today anyway. <laughs> so, like, obviously there are things more important in life than a podcast episode, but depending on where you're trying to go with it and the habits you're trying to like develop. If you think every single time, first of all, today is a great example. If you think <laughs> every time you hear an episode of classically black, we want to be recording it. <laughs> I don't know what to it, tell you. It's like, I love classically black, but it'd be some weeks. Like you just but not feel feeling like, it, but that's everything. Like we practice in viola and be like, ah, yes shradiac like that's not realistic yeah and one thing about me i'm trying to complain i love complaining oh my god i love it 
I'm sorry. I love complaining. I feel so hurt, even if it's by myself. So, and that's the thing. And and I feel like a part of that is like keeping it in check, like keeping that sustainability piece. Obviously, there's some adjustments that we can make, but we have like segments to the show that like we don't just oh we're not doing intermission this week like no but like if say i'm not feeling it i might cut something from the news because i want the episode to be shorter but we're still gonna do the news mm-hmm. and also that will help because sometimes it'd be a slow week and you know whatever but like i think a, a real a real important piece is thinking about how sustainable is the format and the setup that i want going to be because mm-hmm. so many people drop like flies. Like even you were just thinking like since we started, who had a podcast when we started, who has one now? Well, Delaney and Katie and Delaney and Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, talk about it. It's it hard to so, keep doing stuff. Especially like that's why I like not to like relish too much in us, but like we really made the five years. No one makes us do this. Like I and I feel like that's just going to inform other projects we have, other long-term goals that we have as we continue to expand Classically Black because it's like we already demonstrated that like we do this every week 264 times, 65 maybe, um, without someone making us <laughs> do it. It wasn't a school project. It wasn't, you know, anything. It was like, yeah, it's a podcast. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just feel like, and it it is okay, like, obviously like I said there are exceptions there have been times there was only one time where it was just like I can't but mm-hmm. we we have um also in, implemented things to help with our sustainability like we take a holiday break we didn't take a holiday break at all until we were four years in and then we were like why are we trying to work around Christmas we can take a yeah. week we like we can take Christmas off Mm-hmm. and be with our family like you know you mm-hmm. kind of adjust and then also if you really start when you feel like it's not for you like it's all it is also okay to change your mind mm-hmm. you know but at the same time like it's just all about your goals and um so you can see that as a drawback the fact that like I think it is work especially depending on what you want to do like we have to maintain a website now we have a patreon which y'all should be on if you're not like what you're doing we have to maintain our patreon we do the episode every week we have all our our instagram and tiktok and twitter and all that type of stuff needs to be maintained like we have an inbox that we need to get through and we get, like we do prepare and plan for the show and all the other things that we have coming out the merch that was a whole thing that was a whole thing an entire thing it's so like it is work I don't want it to be like that doesn't necessarily have to be a drawback but it is a reality of it and you have to be honest with yourself about how that fits into your life at large because at like Katie said nobody makes us do this classic black makes money but don't make enough money to be like oh I could quit everything else and, yeah. and live off it it's not it's not doing all that yet and so you kind of got to make a decision like how is this going to fit in my life and am I willing to invest in this idea mm-hmm. 
don't know. And, and, and to be fair, like, I don't want it to seem daunting because was we think about all of these little things, these are things we learned along the way. Yeah. I think we were very lucky in starting Classically Black. Like, we thought about, we did, we thought through it, but, like, obviously you just naturally learn stuff. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we started this a couple months after knowing each other, that was, a, <laughs> that was like a, sh- uh, that was like a lightning strike. It really was. That was a perfect storm. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. Because that's actually insane. I would never do that again. Not because it didn't I work mean, out, ever. but because it worked out too well. Yeah, and it's not going to happen twice. It's not going to happen again. So. <laughs> Girl, I mean, I feel like we were beyond podcasts. I was like, all at your house, like. But also, you never know. But, okay, so one thing that's very important to me that I want to include in the article is, like, the intimacy of podcasting and, like, what that means. And I remember I was talking to um, my friend, you, Shane, and I was like, oh, yeah, like, I got to go to the read live show, like. And he was like, they still doing that? It's like, yeah, 11 years. Like, I will be there. Um, And also, not too much on the read because that's the reason why a lot of these girls have careers. And because they were very pivotal in, besides being hilarious and funny and ridiculous, they were pivotal in helping podcasting turn from this NPR really highbrow, not saying, Crystal and Kefir are very intelligent people. That's not a dig to them, but they were part of the pivot from it being a highbrow, very serious news type of thing to um, pop culture and blackness and they celebrate queerness and like all of that, like they were pivotal in that. And that's why Crystal gets on Twitter and be like, not too much on me, I think you're welcome for your career, which exactly. And um, I think about the read and I've, I've been listening, I've, I've heard every episode, except for the best of the reads, because I've already listened to those. So I don't know why, I just, it's just weird for me to listen to it again. But um, I've heard every episode and I've been listening to them since I moved to Rochester, so 2016. So whenever, how many years that's been? Eight. And I think about like every week I'm listening to them and I think about like how th- they have been with me through a lot of things. I moved to Rochester, then I moved to Chicago, then I moved to Memphis. On my worst weeks, um, where things seem very, very bleak, on my best weeks, like they've been through everything with me on plane rides, like brightening up my day, cheering me up. Like they have been through in, in car rides, namely many car rides. Um, and I think about how like intimate that is and how much like of my life I experience with these people that I will, well, maybe Kefiri, but I don't know and might not meet, I'll probably meet Kefiri, but that's my business and Delaney knows. But, um, and I think about how special that is. And that's why like when I see these guys getting on here and like running their mouths about what quote unquote females be doing and all this other stuff and it's kind of like disgracing like what podcasting is because I think why you Shane was so confused about like why am I going to this live show and why am I still listening to the read and what do they be saying every week is because like you know I developed this like healthy I think parasocial relationship with them I don't know them but I feel like it's healthy I don't be on Crystal's Instagram like what she posts now like <laughs> um I don't I didn't figure out where she lived but um I think like podcasting just re- creates like a really unique type of intimacy that really no other platform 
has. I think it's the same way how like people identify and really attach to a show that they watch in really dark times because like the office helped me get through this thing or like the mini project helped me get through this thing. And I think it's like the same thing. And I think why it's so why it's so intimate is because this unique sense of storytelling that it it provides we can say whatever we want it's often well it can be but we're not scripted and even though we're talking about classical music we are intertwining our lives we talk about guess waldo but we also talking about like we, we doing this inside like the last um dude who was talking about who was the dude we talked about last time on our tripod music history like that went way off the rails how we discuss the events and it's like we can really play with the storytelling in a way that might not land as well um on paper or yeah. as you're reading it because you're hearing it in our voice you're hearing it with our banter you're hearing it with our bits of commentary that would be cut out <laughs> if we were writing an article about it unless it was like a blog i think lovey Ajayi, like she does a blog and i can hear her voice in it but i know what she sounds like because of podcasting so <laughs> um I mean, to be fair, she was she was blogging before she did Jesus and Jaloff. But um, even then, I think like the rapport that you can establish um, and the intimacy you can create with your listeners, um, you know, really speaks volumes to the po- to the power of podcasting. And similarly, um, when we do really serious topics, like we've talked about achievement with black students um we've talked about um you know obviously when George Floyd was murdered um we talked about imposter syndrome especially like a lot of our audiences our classical musicians go through the same things they're taking auditions they're trying to get through school they're trying to figure out "Mm, what if I don't want to perform anymore what if I don't want to what if this thing I thought I wanted to do I no longer want to do it's like a lot of our listeners are going through these very things and we can speak about these topics in a way that makes them feel, I mean, I hope so. It makes you feel like you got somebody that's going through it with you. Like we're trying to figure it out too. We're taking auditions too. Like I sound worse this week too. I sound better this week too. Like there's a, a seriousness um, and a, like a one-on-one aspect that podcasting can create that is really, really unique to the medium. And I feel like if you want to do that girl, then do it. And I feel like I didn't think about I wasn't even thinking about it from the listener's perspective but also us like I feel like I I also understand like the parasocial relationship thing but also it's like kind of the other way around because I feel like y'all know me too because like Mm -hmm. just like you on your everyday like or your every week oh I listen to classical black and and I've listened to them through every part of my life like you've also people have listen to us through every part of our lives like y'all saw me through the majority of my degree program the entirety of the one I just got Katie two degrees well technically three during over the the course of classically black and a fellowship and like all this crazy stuff like we don't get too I mean y'all have heard of things about our families and and stuff like that too but like you know, especially once we get we, we get another episode of Classic Black After Dark on the books, like y'all really finna be in our business. But I feel like yeah, it's it's talking to somebody every week, no matter what, 
it's just kind of like you really get to to know who they are and also it's just like no matter what type of week you've had y'all gonna hear us anyway mm-hmm. and vice versa yep very cute also i talked about that moment this is deep cut let me see the episode number deep cut classically black um oh okay she linked who jasmine is but i don't remember what episode it was oh um, it was eight no that was episode 12 maybe no that was what's his name maybe dang 21. okay well i can't remember which one but i'll I'll find it i can find it right now but maybe it was 21 or was it 18 i think 18 was richard okay anyway i talked about that moment with jasmine where very early classically black i was very vocal about how much and like to delaney's point like i get to see how my thinking has changed even if it's about one central topic i still get to see like i have an archive of how i used to think which i think is pretty cool but um at that time i didn't really care for new music and so we had jasmine on and we used oh, i wish we could like do these type of stuff again one day like convince us i mean i feel like we're pretty open people so there's not much you have to convince us on um but it was episode 20 and um there was like a moment in there like we were just like on jasmine we were like i don't know what we were saying to her she was like she just stopped she's like are you done and it was just like so hilarious because jasmine she's so um she has a huge personality she's just she's just one of the people that was just quiet and she not finna she, when you she's one of the people like when she says something you finna listen to her mm-hmm. because like she's very smart and hilarious so you just gotta pay attention and um we were just on her not getting she couldn't there was a moment where we were she was no longer in the driver's seat and she just stopped and waited for us to stop acting like children so and it was just like a very hilarious moment um so yeah and i feel like i I found it there was something there was a comment that we got recently and i think it was on that that reel that like kind of did really well then kind of it did really well um and I had put it on. I, actually, I didn't know I put it on. I, there was a there was a comment on it that I put on my close friend story. I thought it was on my regular story. Um, and so for me to have gotten, you know, you could like somebody's story. Mm-hmm. I got eighteen likes on that for my close friend story because it was like somebody doing a uh, commenting on, you know, the impact that classically black had had. And it was a girl. She commented, "Congratulations," because we this was near our five year anniversary. Y'all literally helped me make it through undergrad when I felt alone and isolated. Your podcast and wonderful personalities were so relatable and inspiring. Oh my god, remember that? (laughs) Stink a butt. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's really sweet. Yeah, so it's just like, oh yeah, y'all really be like relating to us and stuff. Like, okay. Hey, y'all. Like, mainly, many weeks is bare foolishness, so. <laughs> and like I mean yeah I mean that's a huge upside mm-hmm. obviously it's like I I like that we're a little bit removed and that like people don't be commenting on individual episodes when we want to bring something to our audience like we'll like actually make a post about it or like a poll or something like that 
because the internet can be a place where it's just like annoying and like people yes. are like whatever but the people who really are into what you do will seek you out too so mm-hmm. i feel like that's like to hear like dang you felt alone and isolated at school but like classy black helped you like that is very like dang okay you might be right something something right period Okay, well, lastly, I mean, we also, we wanted to kind of synthesize everything, all of these points into just some essential things that you should ask yourself or consider if you want to start a podcast. Um, And we'll also have like, we have some bullet points that are articulated in the article at the end, which again is linked in the description, but one of the first things um, relating to the sustainability piece is how often do you want to release episodes? And I think it might seem like very straightforward, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're just going to, you know, every week or every this, that and the third or whatever. But again, that piece of how how willing am I going to be uh, like to do this is is very important because. I used to say, like, man, Monday coming around every week, huh? Like, every week we got an episode coming out. And it's just like, yeah. Because um, you also have to think about not just the context of, like, your capacity, but also how that fits into your listeners' everyday lives. What I didn't realize when we first started it was, like, because Classic Black comes out every week, like, we are a part of people's routines. Mm-hmm. Like, when people was telling us, like, oh, I listen to you every every Monday morning on my way to work every like or oh um i remember somebody was like oh, i'll go to the gym on this day so i save your podcast for for that day and i listen to it like and to have a consistent schedule is really good because then it it helps for people to be able to just work you in and it just becomes like yeah i'm mm-hmm. turning on class. this is just the time that i listen to classically black mm-hmm. you know there's also thinking about your audience of like who is going to benefit from having your podcast and I feel like I feel like I said something on this that you was like dang girl because I was like it shouldn't just be you you know like yeah. I feel like one thing I, I did forget to say earlier was like when you're starting a podcast uh, one approach could be or or by definition, you are creating a platform, but like an approach can be creating a platform for something specific. Like, so for us, there are stories that Classically Black covers and that we talk about that other outlets have talked about. Um, and even some major news outlets have talked about and they have classical music coverage, but not to the extent that we cover Black classical music. Mm-hmm. So we created a platform that specifically focuses on this area because... I mean, staffing for, like, arts reporting, arts journalism, not that Classic Black is that, but, like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like <laughs> not at all. <laughs> um, but just in that, in that classical music and arts media um, is dwindling. There are so few full-time music critics for classical music. There's mm-hmm. literally, like, eight of them left in the entire country. If that, I think, that actually, that's generous. There's a couple that maybe... I could actually probably name, I could name a few of them, and that might be all of them, actually. Um, 
and there's just so few people who are who are doing it there is you know maybe some more people would like in radio but there's not as as many certainly not as many as there used to be and not as many or none really um when we started this show that were focusing on the realm that we were and mm-hmm. so being able to kind of democratize these like resources and create something of your own and creating a platform that doesn't exist is an upside to podcasting and something that can benefit a specific audience. So if you see there's a specific audience that is not being served in the marketplace, then that is a consideration because it also kind of goes into whose voices are you hearing? Are you hearing when you only have a handful of people who even cover classical music on a large scale? And then podcasting, to your point about the uniqueness of it as a medium, is like, it's very wide-ranging. Classically Black is streamed in over 60 countries, which is crazy. But it is, and it can be. And, like, that's a a really, um, a real benefit to podcasting. Um, And then lastly... I would also say just think about your tone and your structure. Like, it's not just about what's in the show, but also, like, how you present it and keeping a listener invested in what you're saying. So, like, like I said, we have a foundation and a kind of a through line of Black popular culture and classical music. That is our point of view. We have our individual points of view in between, Cause like Katie and I don't always agree on everything. We have our individual personalities, but like we have this point of view, but also structure is something that I didn't realize when we first started was like really, really important. Cause it goes along with that whole consistency thing of like having people like work your show into their routine, having portions to your show. I feel like gives people something to latch onto. Like Mm -hmm. I'm sure people, who listen to classically black regularly have a favorite segment like oh i can't or if something happens in the in classical music and they're like oh i can't wait to listen to classically black because i know this is going to be in the news mm-hmm. or oh i want to know what the intermission is going to be this week like it gives people to lack something to latch onto, and so it's not just people feel like they floating around like they listening to wc or something like because somebody's Don't that's what it's going to you say that you know they be real emotional about that man like that's how I feel when podcasts don't be having like because we get on a million tangents. First of all, we was just talking about in intermission. That I mean, that had to do with the intermission, but we no, that was the that was the intermission. That's yeah, I mean, it was, but we did go into no, we did. We we went, but like, and we've had some far off tangents, some really long ones. But the fact that we have those segments to kind of bookend it gives us a little bit more wiggle room. Because if we had just started off, I mean, sometimes we do be starting. But the segments still, they always come back around is the point. Mm. Um, And that kind of gives some structure to the show. And I feel like that helps. Even as as a listener, that helps. Because I've heard podcasts where I'm just like, what are y'all talking about? And I'm sure plenty of people have felt that way about us. But like, just in general, what are y'all talking about? And you like lose your place and like whatever. But then when you hear us say, okay, and we're moving on to the topic. Now you're like you're you you black back in mm-hmm. you're here with us now so yeah 
I hope that this helped y'all get a little bit more perspective. Um, and maybe, you know, when we post the episode, y'all, if y'all have any questions, we could take those. Maybe come up with a little poll situation. I don't know. I'll think about it. Yeah. And if you start a podcast, let us know. Yeah. We mentioned a couple in the, um, in the article too, in other, other classical music podcasts. So if y'all if y'all want to hear like some of the other examples i think we we've mentioned a couple we've been on we've been on opera off stage um we've been on what is opera anyway we've been on triloquy a couple times um y'all still mentioned the black music scene from the black orchestral network which we have not been on but it's another example of like a different kind of point of departure from us and then tested no more which um joe conyers um, started with one of his colleagues in the Philadelphia, well, the Joseph Symphony Orchestra. <laughs> right, I almost sorry, y'all. We would have seen him one day. <laughs> almost, whew, I'm gonna be on my what's her name, Tasha K. I'm gonna keep calling it. Well, yeah, those are a couple of, and, and they're linked in the article. Those are a couple of podcasts that, you know, have different formats, different points of departure. Um, that, yeah, you can listen to. Period. Well, speaking of segments, we're moving on. All right, y'all, it's time for Black Essence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you a props to this room for everyone at the top. Who are you talking about? The Delaney. Okay, this week I am talking about Kimon Mora. Mora, I hope I'm saying his last name right. Um, he is a countertenor, um, an opera singer. So I had had him in the vault for a little bit because we had some, you know, the holiday season is a lot. We have a lot of like specific episodes that we need to do and that type of stuff. But I had him on my list because I was like, I cannot forget to have him as Black Excellence. A couple months ago, I went to the LA Opera to see they had an opera called um, El Ultimo Sueño de Frida y Diego. It's about Frida Kahlo and her husband, Diego Rivera. And um, Kimon was in it, and he was so good. First of all, I mean, I feel like seeing or hearing a countertenor is also just like, it's always an experience because it's a unique voice type. Yeah. It like, so it's always just like, dang. You know, um, but I thought he was really, really good. And he was not, he was, you know, a side character, but he really did leave an impression on me when I, when I saw it. So I was like, I cannot forget to highlight him. So he's my black excellence this week. Um, he, um, in 2021, he was with the Houston Grand Opera as, uh, the first place winner of the annual concert of Arias. He also has um, been the grand prize winner of the Premier Opera Foundation um, and the International Vocal Competition and a finalist and um, Encouragement Award winner of Operalia. Um, in 2022, he became a Sullivan Foundation Award and Career Bridges Award recipient. And he also got first place in the Belvedere Singing Competition and won first prize um, in the julio gari vocal competition i was like okay period um and yeah he also has in addition to um his debut with the los angeles opera which um is the one that i went to see i saw it on opening night um it was actually it was really cool like they had like a 
whole experience like they had the altar that you that they built on uh the day of the dead mm-hmm. like they had one that was designed um specifically by a um by um an artist from mexico city and then they had like the dancers with the with the makeup and like the traditional like outfits and people was like taking pictures with them they was doing like mm. performance outside it was a lot it was cool um but he's also um going to be making appearances with uh, the new jersey symphony and the metropolitan opera this season so shout out to him he was wonderful and keep being black and excellent my piece of the week is the journey forward for a string orchestra by Amari Ford. Gang, 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 gang. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Classically Black Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Classically Black Podcast. If you have a piece of the week suggestion, a black excellent suggestion, or an intermittent suggestion, send it to Classically Black Podcast at gmail.com. We got merch. You can get merch at classicallyblackpodcast.com slash shop. If you're black, join ISBM. It's free. It might be slash store. Slash store. Girl, go to the website. Um, If you black, join ISBM. It's free. That's eyesblackmusicians.com. Eyesblackmusicians on social media. Join the Ebony Tower. That's patreon.com slash classicblackpodcast. Thank you for listening, and we will catch y'all next week. Bye, y'all. Bye, tutelar.